listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Amen. A couple of announcements as we get started. You do have a parish mission here at Annunciation Fatima starting this weekend. I think is it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? My novice director, Father Glenn Sudano, one of the friars, is living in Harlem, is going to be here um, and uh, take it from somebody who knows him really, really well. This is something not to be missed. He is an amazing priest. And um, we're also, my house, we're doing a parish mission down at St. Eugene's this week as well. So we're teasing Father Glenn. Who'll get more people, you know? <laughs> but no, uh, if I were you, I would come to the one here with Father Glenn. He's amazing. And uh, I just want to point out for all of us that in your bulletin this weekend, uh, your pastor, Father Grippo, has written, as he always does, he's written a really beautiful letter from the pastor, kind of setting the tone for Advent. Uh, he's just a great writer. And uh, in that, you'll read, uh, but not during my homily, okay? <laughs> but you'll read the letter from Father Grippo talking about Advent, you know, which is a word that means coming. And, and we talk about the two comings of Jesus, the liturgy of the church between now and Christmas, the prayers, the readings, the traditions, the customs, all of this Advent stuff focuses on his first coming in history when he came in the lowliness of human flesh, which we will pray. And that's Christmas when we remember the babe of Bethlehem and his second coming, which we await at the end of time when he will come in majesty with all the angels and saints to judge the living and the dead, um, the two comings. And um, some of the early church fathers had noted and Father Grippo highlights that there's actually three comings. So there's the coming of Jesus in history 2,000 years ago. There's the coming of Jesus in majesty at the end of time, which we're waiting for. But in the middle, there's a middle coming, the third coming of Jesus. And uh, that is his coming every day. His coming every day. Sometimes that's known as his coming in mystery. You know, the sacred mysteries of the sacraments, especially the Eucharist, when Jesus will come down again into the hands of the priest to feed his flock but also his coming in grace. And that's what I would like to preach about today, that middle coming, that way that the Lord may want to come into our lives on a daily basis. Um, in our entrance antiphon, which I read for us, which was an idea that got repeated when we had the beautiful responsorial psalm from Psalm 25. Thank you for singing that so beautifully. The liturgy of the church today says to us, lift up your soul, lift up your soul. And in the gospel, Jesus repeated it. Stand up and lift up your heads. Your redemption is at hand. And, you know, I, at the beginning of Mass, I made this joke about New Year's Eve. And we all know Times Square, right? Those, we live in New York City area. We know Times Square and there's the, the, the dropping of the ball, right? Five, four, three, two, and the ball drops. And, you know, and I thought, if I was Pope, <laughs> it's a ridiculous comment. Okay. <laughs> Last night, which was New Year's Eve for the liturgy of the church, I would have had one of those balls at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. And uh, instead of the ball falling, so the ball is really symbolic of the world, right? I'd have the ball going up, right? Stand up, lift up your heads. The redemption, the lifting up, right? If the fall is sin, the fall is going down. You know, redemption, salvation in Jesus, it's a lifting up. And the, and the scriptures have that theme, you know, in the psalm that we prayed and in the, the message of Jesus today, 
It's a lifting up. I, I absolutely love that part of the Mass when I say to you, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. There's, a, there's an upward motion to the liturgy and to our faith, this redemption. We're going up towards heaven, towards the home of our Father, God our Father. And, uh, oh, I just absolutely love that. It's uh, such an incredibly beautiful and important message in a time when it feels like everything's going down. You know, it does, right? Let's acknowledge it. It just, you know, what we're going through, whether it be economically or with the, the pandemic or the polarization and politics and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, hot button issues and controversies. And, and it just has that feeling, right? And just kind of a heaviness of a, of a, of a going down, um, people giving themselves over to lives of sin. Uh, in, in the midst of that, the Lord, through the church, through the liturgy of the church, there's a message of hope, a message of redemption, a message of elevation. You know, lift up your heads. Your redemption is at hand. And that is what we celebrate every Advent and Christmas. It's so beautiful. It's so um, wonderful. And um, so th there's an idea that I want to share with us this morning, and I'm going to tell you a story to illustrate the idea. Um, in the scriptures, particularly in our readings this weekend, we hear the word of God speaking to us of a, a word of hope and consolation, but also it's a word of challenge. You know, in different moments in history, the Lord challenged his people. It's a challenge to repentance. It's a challenge to um, I guess I could put it this way, to begin again. And New Year's Day is such a great day for that, right? You know, we all have our New Year's resolutions, uh, you know, but in the liturgy of the church, it's Advent. And uh, so this challenge comes from the Lord once again, for maybe, you know, the older you are, you've heard this call many times throughout your life to make a new beginning. And uh, in particular, I think um, a message that's coming very strongly from the readings today it's this challenge to have it, well, I would put it this way, to have expectant faith. To have a faith that expects God to act. All this talk of come, come Lord Jesus, O come, O come Emmanuel, the inviting of the Lord to come into my heart, come into my life anew, come anew. And um, it's, it's a challenge to be um, to maybe make a new effort to search for the Lord. You can't find him if you're not searching for him. It's a challenge to see the Lord. You can't see him if you're not looking for him. It's a challenge to hear the voice of the Lord, but you can't hear his voice if you're not listening. Um, it's one of my favorite moments in the, the uh, story, the Chronicles of Narnia. You know that imaginative children's story, the author C.S. Lewis and you have Jesus as this lion, Aslan, and uh, he's the Christ figure in the story. And there's a little girl named Lucy. And at one point in the story, she's the only one that sees Aslan. The other characters, they don't see him, but she does. And so there's this discussion. How come Lucy was the only one who saw Aslan? And then one of the other characters says, maybe she was the only one looking for him. You know, so uh, the, the liturgy and in the scripture readings, there's a challenge for us to have expectant faith, to be looking for God, to be searching for him, 
to be listening for him. And uh, I think the, the word that the Lord has for us in a particular way today is he wants to say something to you. And so I, I ask the question in a rhetorical way, how many of us have heard God speak at, at some point? I think we've all had moments, right? I, I could just invite you to come up to the microphone. A, a moment when you heard God say something to you. And that is so important. And I wonder, in the midst of all the crises that we're experiencing in the world, maybe one of the biggest crises is a lack of hearing God's word, a lack of openness to God's grace. And so with Advent, there's that challenge to make a new effort. I can't change the world, but I can change me. A new effort at uh, seeking the Lord, searching for the Lord, looking for the Lord, listening for the Lord. To allow him to speak, Lord, I know you're real. I know you love me. I know there's something you want to say. And I pray that every day, especially when I have to give a homily. I always begin like, Lord, what do you want to say to your people? And lo and behold, I always get some sort of an inspiration. And I had an inspiration to share a strange story with you today. And I thought, okay, I think this is from God. I'm going to share it. And uh, right before Mass, uh, a person said something to me out of the blue, totally confirmed it. And I was like, thank you. I, I, so here it is. I want to share with you one of the, the, the biggest moments where I heard God speak to me. I was a teenager in Indiana, where I grew up, and um, I was struggling to find my path in life. You know, you have moments, graduating high school, graduating college, there's moments where the, the question is no longer in the distance. It's, you know, what am I going to do? What's next? Where, where, where's my path? And um, my, uh, I'm there struggling, trying to figure it out. I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to do. I felt a call to become a priest or a monk or a friar. But I just, at that, this point, it wasn't really clear. And it was around the feast of my patron saint. It's the feast of St. Matthew. So I grew up Matthew. Um, if you look at my driver's license or my passport, I, my legal name is still Matthew. And um, so I have very remember very clearly going to Mass and at Mass hearing the story of when Jesus called Matthew. Remember Matthew was a tax collector? And the way the Bible tells the story, there's like a lot of details left out. It's like Jesus walks by, he sees Matthew at the tax collector booth, and he says, come follow me. Matthew gets up and leaves it all behind to follow Jesus. And like that's how the story goes. And I, I remember it so clearly, I'm at home, I'm working on a project, I'm stripping paint off of the window sills of, of the house. My, my dad had asked me to, to uh, repaint the windows. And I'm struggling and I'm frustrated and I'm in my heart, I'm, I'm praying, but it's not like a pious, beautiful prayer. It was like a really honest, kind of uh, less polished kind of prayer, like, Lord, like, I, I want to serve you. I, I want to give you my life. I just don't know what you want me to do. What, you know, I'm here and things are not clear at the moment, which I love clarity. So things not being clear is really hard for me. And uh, in the midst of scraping the paint off the window, Jesus spoke to me. And I heard him say very clearly, so I'm thinking about that call of Matthew, and I felt Jesus say in my heart, so it will be when I call you. And boy, was I surprised. It was very, it was just this thing. I knew that was not for me. 
and so it will be when I call you. And when I heard that in my heart, I, I, had, I had the feeling of Jesus was inviting me to trust him. Even things were not clear at the moment, and I was, I was, you know, I was anxious, and I was afraid, and I was frustrated. The Lord spoke into my heart, inviting me to trust him. And so I said, Jesus, I trust in you. And then um, I kept scraping the window. <laughs> All right. So fast forward the tape. I graduate from college a couple of years later, and I had met these Franciscans in the Bronx. I had visited. I loved it. I thought, this is it. This is where I'm going. I'm going to go. I applied. I got accepted. And come September 8th, I am supposed to be in the Bronx to start my journey as a Franciscan. And, uh, but there was a problem. I had a lot of loans from my college, uh, school debt. And in my community, because of our vow of poverty, you have to pay all of your loans off before you can join. And so that summer before, I had did everything I could do in my own power. I worked multiple jobs. I spoke to different Catholic groups to like try to get these loans paid off so I could join the, the priesthood. And uh, it, at one point it was looking good. And so the friars are like, make sure you're in the Bronx by September 8th. It's the birthday of Our Lady. That's the day we start. And uh, as August hit and then early September, for really weird reasons, the different groups that had offered to sponsor me, they one by one, they all started to back out said, sorry, reconsidered, we can't help you now. And so I found myself in a position of great confusion. It's like, you know, I thought this was God's will. I thought I was responding to his will. And now it's nothing's working out and I can't go. I can't go. So I remember feeling so brokenhearted on September 8th when I knew that all of my classmates were in the Bronx starting and I'm at home. And I'm just, I'm trying to pray, but I'm like, what happened? And so um, I turned to one of my favorite saints, St. Saint Faustina. She's the Divine Mercy Saint. And she has a diary of the things that Jesus said to her. And so I said a prayer to her, because if you know her story, she had to wait to join the convent to raise money. So she spent a few years working before she could join the convent. So I thought, this is a saint who can understand me. <laughs> so I said a prayer to St. Faustina. I opened her diary. And in her diary, where I opened, there's a passage. And in there, she says, I'll never forget it. She says that when I die, my mission will not end. Only then will my mission begin. I will spend my heaven pulling aside the curtains to convince you of God's goodness. Oh, soul, that you may stop offending him by your lack of trust. And when I read that passage, it felt like a lightning bolt hitting me that here I am offending God because of my lack of trust. And so in that moment, even though I was not feeling good, I renewed my offering to the Lord. I surrendered, Lord, I'm yours. I'm not sure what's going on, but you still have me. You have my yes. And uh, I thanked St. Faustina for her intercession. And I said, okay, I, I don't know what's going to happen this year. Maybe I'll try to get another job and see what we can do. Well, an hour later, I get a phone call. So this is the days before cell phones. So it's the house phone. And my dad is like, hey, there's some priest on the phone for you. Father Benedict Groeschel, isn't he in that group you're trying to join? And I'm like, how does Father Groeschel even know our phone number? You know, so I, I pick up the phone and uh, Father Benedict is on the phone. He's like, young man, what are you doing this year? I'm like, well, Father, I, I'm not sure. 
I can't join because my loans aren't paid off, so I think I'm going to try to get a job. And, and he says, you're not going to believe what just happened. He goes, there's this wealthy Catholic woman just came up to me. She said, Father Benedict, in prayer, I heard Jesus tell me, you're supposed to pay off the loans of a young man who's trying to join Father Groeschel's order. And he tells me that over the phone, and, and he's like, get a ticket, you're coming to New York. And I just put the phone down, and I, I just was in shock. You know, that God, above and beyond anything I had done in my own power, my own strength, the Lord provided. He provided. Much to my shock, a day later, I'm on an airplane to New York City, and I get there with join all of my brothers. I'm a day late, but that's my spirituality. I'm always a day late. And I get to, to make this beginning, and I was so humbled by the way the whole thing began, this lesson of radical trust in God. And so a few weeks later, it was the Feast of St. Matthew, September 21st. And I'm still Matthew because you don't get your new name until you get the robes. And at Mass, again, we hear the gospel of Jesus calling Matthew. And then I had this memory of this moment a few years earlier when Jesus had spoken to me. So will it be when I call you. And I was just so over, overcome with gratitude and so humbled that that's exactly what had happened. You know, I get this phone call, get a plane ticket. You're coming to me. It's like in the gospel, like, come follow me, you know, and like it happened. And so um, I share that with you to encourage you as we begin the new year, the season of Advent, we focus on the comings of Jesus, but in particular, to challenge all of us to be open, to be looking, to be searching for the Lord, that he might speak to you. We would listen for his word and be ready to respond when he speaks, because he will. And for that, we give thanks. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans Thank you.